Hello folks, welcome to episode 3 of the all-time best music show podcast, Big Ads is my name, and this is my own personal trip down musical memory lane. Uh, all of the songs, bands, artists, groups, singers, songwriters, and musical moments that shaped my musical life, uh, pretty much from the late 80s through to the early, well through to now, but um, yeah, I kind of stayed stuck in the 90s really, uh, musically. Uh, so there's a few... A couple episodes up now, you might have heard them. Thank you so much for listening. But in this episode, uh, I want to have... I was thinking through the week about uh, music television. And um, not not just MTV, although we'll talk about that. But music television, the music shows that shaped my musical, uh, hist- my musical life. And normally I do like a three favourites, that's the plan to do sort of three favourites, to try and narrow it down to three. And the more I thought about this, the more I I kind of I kind of thought, oh, there's there's more, there's more than just three, um, there's a few. So I want to do a, a couple of special mentions, and then I want to talk about three shows that really had a fairly profound effect on my musical listening. So uh, a special mention to the granddaddy, of them all, as far as I'm concerned, uh, music television here in Australia goes back a long, long way, um, way back to you know the the 60s, pretty much the birth of television. Really, um, if you look at you know you had bands like uh, shows like Bandstand on uh, through the 50s and 60s, and there was always some sort of uh, music type show on. Uh, Channel Nine, I think, was one of the first ones to play play one back in. In the 50s, but um, I guess the granddaddy of them all is Countdown on the ABC. Now, Countdown, Countdown was on for around about 11 years. I know 13 years, I should say. Uh, and of course, was the uh, gave us the legend that is Ian Molly Meldrum here in Australia. Um, he had this incredible influence that if he told you to go listen to a, a, a an album, you listened to an album. Um, Terrible interviewer, <laughs> not, not a fantastic TV presenter as well, but had an absolute uh, influence on our musical history. In later years, um, they've done a couple of things with, with Countdown. Uh, you do get old episodes being replayed on Rage, which we'll talk about later on. Uh, I've mentioned Rage in previous episodes. You do get uh, old episodes of Countdown. And of course, in the late 80s, early 90s, they tried to revive it with a show called Countdown Revolution. Um, which was aimed at uh, a younger market, uh, hosted by Tanya Lacey and Mark Little. And they um, tried to have a similar vibe to the old Countdown show, but it wasn't quite the same the same, uh, same feeling. So uh, Countdown and Countdown Revolution. Now, Countdown didn't have much of an influence on musical life, but Countdown Revolution was certainly a part of my early years, as was a, a show called uh, Video Hits, now, Video Hits was uh, not to be confused with Video Smash Hits. That was the Channel 7 version uh, that was on from the uh, in the early to mid-90s. Video Hits. Now, I was thinking about this the other day, and the very first song video I can remember seeing on Video Hits was You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. Uh, a, a typical hair metal, uh, hair rock, live concert music video. You know, 
behind the scenes shots and and crowd shots and bands rocking out on stage and having fun. But um, that was the first one. But it, it was out from 1987 to 2011. And again, profound. Now, the interesting thing about this was uh, it was largely a top 40 pop music show. Okay, there was occasionally we'd get a heavy act or a, a punk act or something slightly left of centre. But I want people to think about an era where we didn't have downloads. Um, this was pre CDs, just, but pre CDs. And I wasn't. We, we didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't have a lot of money to buy albums and tapes. And back then it was uh, records and, and CDs, like a little bit later on. And, um, you know, nowhere to download music, nothing like that. I didn't even have a video player at this stage. And so I have this really strong memory of recording music directly off the TV from the speaker onto my cassette player. And holding up the cassette microphone as close as I could could to this dingy little six-inch mono stereo, mono speaker, and and hoping that nobody walked in the room. In fact, getting cross with mum one day because she walked in, opened the door, made a noise and ruined the song. And, and you know, I got angry with her, she got angry with me, she won the fight. But um, But that was how we... That was how we discovered new music, but that was how we consumed music. When we didn't have the money to buy music or pay for music, uh, we, we recorded it like that. Now, of course, you could record it off the radio as well, and often we did, um, but that was what we had to do. So I, uh, so many of my favourite songs, now I still listen and expect to hear a, a voiceover from a, you know, yeah, that's right, it's 48 past 12 on 2FM. <laughs> Here's Bon Jovi. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was how we got music. So video hits was a big part of the early career, um, as was a show called Ground Zero. Now, not a lot of people would know Ground Zero. Uh, Ground Zero was uh, on from 98, uh, 97 to 2001. First couple of years, it was hosted by a young guy named Jade Gatt, who was a morning show, uh, produ- a morning show presenter. Now, he was uh, dropped from the show unceremoniously after a couple of seasons and replaced by ugly feel um now it was silly after that but it was trying to be a little bit edgier it was a later night tv show it wasn't the morning pop show um so they they gave us a slightly um like a slightly more alternative and harder kind of uh musical structure and it was really cool it also gave birth to a an interviewer and a woman who i'm proud to have on my friends list even though we're not friends and it was just one of those early facebook things that i thought i wonder if i could connect with her a woman named bridie reed who was a musical uh journalist i think she does tv production now uh she was uh the roving reporter her name was mustang sally and she wore leather pants and as a in my early 20s i thought mustang sally was pretty good (laughs) So she's still on my Facebook friends list, and um, it, uh, I, I'm happy that she's there. But uh, yeah, so the, it was Ground Zero was another one. But let's get into the three that really uh, impacted on our on our on musical consciousness. And at number three was MTV, and MTV was this uh, here in Australia. MTV was a different um, version. Now, many of us know MTV as the music video channel. Of course, it started 
as a rock channel and started as um, an FM, a, a visual version of an FM rock radio station. Uh, it was criticised in its early years for its lack of diversity, but uh, over the years it, it added uh, many programs to its structure. Now, this was before they were a, were a reality TV channel. Um, this was before like, Pin My Ride and the, the Geordie Shore, Jersey Shore shows. Um, so they had a whole range of different shows like um, Yo! MTV Raps and Headbangers Ball uh, and, of course, the famous MTV Unplugged series that gave us the classic Nirvana album, Unplugged from New York City. But here in Australia, initially at least, um, MTV was a uh, three-hour musical show that was on on a Friday and a Saturday night for a few years, actually. Um, and here in Australia, it was more of a a best-of MTV America show, uh, hosted by a guy named Richard Wilkins, who's still, for those of you here in Australia, you, you know <laughs> Tricky Dicky, he's on... Uh, the Today Shows and all of their iterations on, on Channel 9. But um, every week, he gave us the latest music and music news live from America. And again, cast your mind back because it's it's really easy to forget that MTV here in Australia, uh, or here that, that in the 90s, I guess, here in, we didn't have the internet. There was no YouTube. There was no Google. There was no Spotify. So there was no way for us to, no no iTunes to download music. So this music that we got and our exposure to new music, we got that through uh, programs like MTV. And that was a huge thing for us. Um, and that was, so, you know, I can re- and remember hearing NWA uh, or seeing NWA for the first time. I'd heard them prior to that, but um, seeing them for the first time and knowing that they were a, a hardcore gangster rap, band and seeing a video clip and hearing the music and there wasn't a single swear word in it and it was the first time I became aware that they created um two versions of songs not just the so nowadays we might just blank the swear word out but in those days they actually created an entirely different set of lyrics that were thematically the same but were different so we had MTV every Friday and Saturday night uh, as it's as our exposure to new music and and we'd see live performances we'd see it's where i first saw Ten Thousand maniacs with natalie merchant out the front doing these are the days or these are days and uh candy everybody wants from Ten Thousand uh from um, our time in eden and of course like i said the famous mtv unplugged uh, my favorite ones are those the nirvana one's fantastic obviously there's a great pearl jam one when they first came out uh, where they did a cracking version of State of Love and Trust. And, um, of course, there's a, a live one, the band Live, that was pretty fantastic. So um, MTV, it later, it disappeared from our, our screens when it became um, when it became a music channel on pay TV. But uh, MTV, the TV show, Channel 9, Late Night, and for those of you that remember it, it was fantastic. Number two on my list is a show called Nomad. Now, a lot of people will have no idea what Nomad was. Nomad was a an SBS TV show on in, in around about 92, 93, maybe 90, up to about 94. Uh, and Nomad was amazing. So Nomad was very much an alternative music show. It was uh, probably, for those of you that are here in Australia, it was a, a visual version of Triple J. Um, lots of alternative music. My only criticism of Nomad is there was an Australian content quota. 
So Nomad would um, try and sort of cram these uh, pseudo-alternative Australian bands down our throats to try and convince us that they were as good as, if not better than, American alternative music. And, and in some cases, they, they may well have been, uh, but certainly weren't my cup of tea. And I usually just sat and waited for them to finish and until a band that I wanted to see came on. Um, but uh, Nomad was where I was first exposed to a band called Belly and their album Star, which was one of my favourite albums of the 90s. And Nomad gave us... So in the early 90s, Nomad ran a music video competition. And uh, the winners of that music video competition was a young band called The Innocent Criminals. Now, The Innocent Criminals went on to have incredible success. Most of you, you music fans, should understand that The Innocent Criminals went on to become Silverchair, uh, a, a, a legendary Australian hard rock band uh, some people believe that they were nothing more than, than Nirvana clones. They weren't. I mean, they were initially, but they developed into this incredibly diverse and amazing uh, band. But um, the Innocent Criminals won, uh, got their big break when they won this a demo competition, essentially, on Nomad. And the prize was that they would get a video made of their song, and they get their song played on Triple J. So the band was signed, and so far have sold over 10 million albums worldwide, so they, they, they had a bit of success. They did have to change their name. They were originally the Innocent Criminals, and I believed that the change of name was due to the fact that uh, Ben Harper's band was named the Innocent Criminals, and they got told you can't use this. So they had to change. But um, the video clip that they made, that SBS made... I believe there were two versions of the video for Tomorrow. It was the song Tomorrow. And the video that we see here in Australia, the Australian version, is actually the video that Nomad made for SBS. Uh, I believe, it, from memory, it opens with a, a moody shot of like a sunrise over Newcastle with, you know, a black sort of silhouette of the city and, um, you know, travelling in a train or a bus or something like that, maybe a car. But uh, Innocent Criminals... That was Nomad's claim to fame, but I think Nomad was one of the best, if not the most underrated, I should say, uh, music shows in Australia at the time. And our last one, number one on our list is, of course, Rage. Rage is the the big daddy. It's pretty much the only one left. We don't have a lot of music television shows. We've got music TV channels on the pay TV channels, and of course you've got YouTube. You can watch it any time you want. Um, but Rage was on Friday and Saturday nights, Saturday mornings, and... Uh, in the 80s and early 90s, Saturday mornings were the top 50, I believe, so you could watch the top 50 videos. Friday nights were the new music uh, into uh, usually some sort of a theme-type music. Saturday nights were usually guest presenters or uh, a theme. And so, as I said in previous episodes, uh, Rage was my introduction to Nirvana. It was the first time I saw Smells Like Teen Spirit. But also Rage was my introduction to a whole range of other bands because if they had... So they would have a touring musician, like a band that was coming through, and they would get them to program you know, 20 or 30, I suppose, of their favourite videos. So if you knew that was coming up, you would press record and just let it, let it run um, and get exposed to all sorts of really cool music. And... If they had theme nights, you know, they'd have a rap theme night or a punk theme night or a, you know, grunge theme night. 
And so, again, you'd get to see all these bands, and quite often bands that you had not been exposed to before. And so it was quite incredible. It was quite incredible, and it was it's still around. And this is testament to the dedication of the ABC here in Australia, which is our public broadcaster, uh, that it's still playing 25 years after it first aired. Um, it still shows new music. It champions new music. You still get um, the the guest hosts. And often now what we actually get is through the week on one of the multi-channels, uh, we get a, a, a snippet, like an usually about an hour of Rage with the, the guest hosts on it. So just occasionally we get these really cool... We had a grunge run a while back with Alice in Chains and the Screaming Trees on it. But Rage just... In terms of consuming music, and again, I'll, I'll repeat, I don't think people understand how how it was. I don't think it's easy to forget that we didn't always have YouTube. We didn't always have the internet. We didn't always have Google. We didn't always have the ability to just watch a music video whenever we wanted. And programs like Rage were so important in getting new music out to us and helping us to discover something brand new. So with all that being said... Uh, this weekend, go and Google your favourite music video. Go and check out your favourite clip, and um, go and go and discover some new music. Thanks for listening.